0: Good morning. morning. All right, the sermon today is on gifts, um, but I think you probably all realize that, you know, I'm going to have a little fun with it at some point, but at the same time, I want to talk about spiritual gifts, all right? I want to talk about the fact that God blesses us all spiritually, but but before I do so, I want to say something. How many of you enjoyed Jerry's comments? Yeah, I did too. Because I enjoy it when somebody makes comments that you know are from the heart and Kind of to jump off what he said real quickly here. He is he's talking about gifts under the tree Well, the reality of this is he's talking about gifts under the tree While you know, we're kind of he's making an analogy to probably the greatest Well, the greatest gift that god has given mankind which is the hope of eternal life But here's what I want to throw out to you before we pray and get started God has given us gifts help us through our everyday life. God hasn't left us to our own devices. He has said, hey, listen, brothers and sisters, I will give you gifts. I will give you richly. You know, when he talked about how the tree is just going to be absolutely full of gifts. And I got this mental impression, and I don't know because I'm not at his house, but I got this mental impression that there are going to be a bunch of people there. And I got this mental impression that there are going to be a bunch of gifts. And I got this mental impression that there's probably going to be paper and all kinds of stuff all over the place. And I got the impression that it might just be controlled chaos. (laughs) Or out of control chaos. God wants to bless us that much as well. I'm convinced of this. Can I have an amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for letting us be here today. And Heavenly Father, I'm so thankful for everyone that is here. And I am thankful, Heavenly Father, that we can come together and we can edify one another. We can lift one another up. We can share what's on our hearts. Heavenly Father, as Tom shared something that had struck him this week, that, Heavenly Father, we can come together and we can do that as a Christian family. And that, Heavenly Father, we can have a good time and be reverent at the same time. That, Heavenly Father, we can offer up our praise to you. And not only offer up the sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips, but also that we can thank you. And that, Heavenly Father, we can, we can revel in the fact that you give us great gifts all year long. All the time, you give us great gifts. But today, Heavenly Father, we're going to concentrate a little bit not only on this notion of gifts, sort of in a secular way, but we're going to kind of focus on this idea of spiritual gifts, the items that you will allow us to have if we pursue, and that you give us these gifts to make our lives better and so that we might enrich the lives of others. And Heavenly Father, I just pray that you give me the words you want me to speak, that you would allow us to have receptive ears and receptive hearts, And that you would work through the power of the Spirit so that we might leave and say, man, it was good to be at church today. We thank you, Heavenly Father, and we love you. And all God's people said? Amen. Amen. All right, so I want to start with, I want to have a little fun with this here at the beginning, but I want to start with the notion of what constitutes a good gift. Now, I'm going to beat Greg to the punch. Because I figure the second he sees this slide, I'm going to get one of these for Christmas. (laughs) Now, I'm going to tell you. Now, now listen, I am going to tell you. Somewhere along the line, I don't know exactly what happened at the day Christmas, but it kind of got to the point to where we started giving each other gifts that were really kind of funny. Like, I think it started the year I gave him used underwear. (laughs) And now... Do you still have those? And now, just about every year, we give, we give each other something kind of a little bit funny, I guess you might say. But, um, you know, here it is. Um, I love you uh, all, I do. But if, if I open up a gift from you and I get one of these, hey, I'm probably not going to need it. And I notice that there are a few other men in here that are members of the Perfect Head Club. By the way, you do know that that's what they say, don't you? Hey, God only made so many perfect heads, the rest of them he put hair on. I don't think my humors are nearly as appreciated as it should be. All right, so here it is. Does this, does this constitute a good gift? I don't know. I'm not sure it constitutes a good gift for me, but I am pretty confident of one thing. I'm pretty confident that my wife does not want that lost. Now, I want to continue to have just a little bit of fun with that, just for a minute, and then I'm I'm obviously going to get serious, too, but I don't know if you realize this or not, but some of you probably do. It's about a year ago, um, because the first time I ever met many of you was just right before Christmas, and if you remember, I did a sermon where, in that sermon, I did something kind of similar to what I'm going to do today, but a little bit different, and I want to show you three gifts Uh, Before we get going because not only do I want you to consider this notion of what is a good gift I want you to consider this notion of how you perceive How do you perceive a good gift? All right, so look at this one right here Now i'm going to tell you right now this one is very nicely wrapped because I didn't do it I asked jamie to do it for me Because in my household, it wouldn't be uncommon for you to get a gift like this from dad Notice, grocery bag. Beautifully tied with camo, camo duct tape. Hey, a lot of effort went into wrapping this. Now, nothing says, I love you. And Martha, you remember this because for some reason this one says to Martha from Santa. It does. You, well, that blows the whole naughty nice theory, but here we go. Nothing says Merry Christmas (laughs) like mini-chunk dog food. Now, you're going to get this, yes, (laughs) but not yet. we got to let the suspense build. Okay. All right, so The question is, now I want to tell you, because you learn something about people, and you'll learn something about me, which maybe is that I'm just an educated redneck, I don't know, but at Bartlesville, we used to have a men's gathering, and at the men's gathering, we would have, um, we would bring, everybody had to bring a gift. Well, the funny thing about it is, I probably would have gravitated to a gift like this, because I would have figured that if a guy wrapped it like this, it would be something I would like. Now, the funny thing about it is, when I came in this morning, I don't know if Steve thinks the same way as me or if it just was the reference to the dog but as soon as I walked in Steve said oh you brought me a gift (laughs) okay the reality of it is what do you think now you got to listen closely to the sermon because somebody at the end is going to have to help me out a little bit so here we go so when you see a gift wrapped in a dog sack, does that resonate with you? Or do you think, oh, I don't know, I don't think that's the gift I'd go for? Or would you go for the one in the, in, the, in the bag? Or would you be more of a beautiful snowman wrapped gift with a little bit of frilly bow on it? Let me read something to you. Let me read something to you, my friends, my brothers and sisters. Listen to this. Who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot, and like a root out of dry ground, listen, he had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised. And rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Now, like everything else in the Bible, there is debate as to who that was written about, but I believe, as I feel probably most of you believe, Who were those words? Who were those prophetic words speaking about? They were talking about Jesus. So here in a minute, when you consider whether or not the gift needs to be wrapped in this package, or whether or not the gift can be wrapped in this package, or whether or not it would be okay to get a gift, wrapped in this package, we might want to consider that the greatest gift that man has ever received is described in prophecy as having nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. Now think about that. If you would, open up your Bibles, go to 1 Corinthians 12. Open up your Bibles, please, and go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, we're going to look at two chunks of verses here. We're going to start with verse 7, and we're going to read uh, two sections. We're going to read verse 7 through 11, and then we're going to go to the end of the chapter, and we're going to read verses 27 through 31. Okay. All right, so let's start, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, let's start with verse 7, all right, let's start with verse 7. Now, to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another a message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these... ...are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. If you would, one more time, verse 11. Because I think this ties into some items that we've been talking about. I think it ties into some items we've been talking about in Sunday school class. I think it ties into some things that are on people's minds at this point. And what does it say? It says, all these are the work of the one and same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one... Just as he determines. Now, listen, I don't want to get my cart ahead of my horse, but I do want to say something before we read any more. Every single one of you in here has been gifted in some way. God doesn't say, I'm going to give somebody a gift, and then he says to somebody else, I'm not going to give you any gifts. Now, have you ever met somebody in your life that you thought was really gifted, and it's like everything they went to do they were successful at? Yeah? All right, if you would, turn over to verses 27 through 31. 27 through 31. Now, you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second, prophets, third, teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping. Hey, by the way, and once again, you know, you can't preach a sermon where you, where you take two hours, and I'm probably guilty sometimes of being more long-winded than I should, but pay, if you don't mind today, please pay attention some of these items because some of these items are not that hard and and some of these items any of us in here can do if we really want to do them i'm not going to tell you that god has given every person in this room the gift of miraculous powers i mean i'm going to tell you something right now if i found out that someone in this room if i found out that fred If I found out that Fred had the ability to lay hands on people and heal them of their diseases, oh my goodness. Don't you think for one second, don't you think, come on, what did the people do when they found out that Jesus could heal people? They came from miles and miles and miles away to see him. There are some of these gifts that some of us may never receive, but there are some of these gifts that any of us can receive. For instance, did you are, are are you looking here? And God has placed in the church first of all apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing. But look at what it says after that. Of helping. Everyone in here can help someone else. Of guidance. So everyone in here can give somebody good advice. And you know what? Sometimes good advice comes from bad decisions. So sometimes you make bad decisions and you learn from them and after you learn from them you can tell somebody else how many of you have said to your children i've said this to my children if you'll just listen to me i'll save you some pain and then what do they say they say the exact same they don't say it out loud they don't say it audibly but they say the exact same thing i said when i was their age okay old man Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all have gifts of healing, do all speak in tongues, notice there's question marks after every one of these, do all interpret, but I need for you to pay attention to verse 31, I need for you to pay attention to verse 31, because we're going to make this a subject of discussion here in a second, now eagerly desire the greater gifts one more time. Now eagerly desire, now eagerly desire the greater gifts. Okay, now before we go any further, here we go. This isn't the first time on a Sunday morning in the past year, this isn't the first time that we have talked about the church at Corinth. I even had a map up here one day, and I showed you where it was at. We talked about Corinth from a from the perspective of its society. We talked about Corinth from the perspective of its people and 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 its culture. We've even been talking about the church of Corinth on Sunday mornings in our Bible study, haven't we? Now I'm going to tell you something, and I am going to get my cart a little ahead of my horse. The church at Corinth had a lot of problems. Hey, the church at Corinth had a lot of problems. But let me tell you a conclusion that I've reached over the years, and you may agree with me, and you may disagree with me, and that's okay. Hey, that's totally okay, because I'm including myself in this list you know what I've discovered about churches and you know what I've discovered about the people that make up churches? I've discovered they're imperfect. And I've discovered that we all have a lot of problems. Some people's problems are just different than other people's. Now I want to show you a verse right here. Look at this, if you would. Remember, the Apostle Paul is writing this to the church at Corinth. And remember, I'm going to show you here in a minute, they had all kinds of problems. But look at what he says right here. Look, he says, therefore, therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for the Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. Look at what he says to them. This is the same church that's having all these difficulties, and I'm going to get to that in just a second. The same church that's having all these difficulties, the Apostle Paul says to him, you really don't lack any spiritual gift. You have people in your midst that have all of these gifts. I mean, that has to be what he's saying, because he says, You don't lack any spiritual gift. And then later on in the same letter, he lists all these different spiritual gifts. So if he's saying that they don't lack these spiritual gifts, then even though these people had lots of problems, it must have still been a talented group of people. Here, let me show you what I mean. Here's what I mean. Greater gifts does not mean that you're going to be free from problems and here's what I mean Okay, so so let's just take a look very quickly at the Corinthian church look up here at the screen Look at what the Corinthian church was dealing with if you if you read the Corinthian letters Here are seven things that they were dealing with number one. They were dealing with division over leaders Some of the people said I follow Paul. Some people said I follow Peter. Some people said I follow Jesus Christ They couldn't even decide amongst the group of them who they thought they should follow. They were having division over leaders. Look at number two. They were having an incestual relationship. If you read in the book of Corinthians, you know what you're going to find out? You're going to find out there was a man who was sleeping with his father's wife. What else was that church dealing with? Look at number three. They were dealing with lawsuits amongst believers. They were suing one another. They were upset with one another, and instead of working it out, Paul says, you can't even get along, you're suing one another. Look at number four, they were dealing with sexual immorality. Number five, they were dealing with arguments about food, and we just read about that again this morning in Sunday school class. They were arguing about whether or not it was okay to eat a piece of meat. I thought the Apostle Paul said earlier, I thought he said that you do not lack any spiritual gift. This church at Corinth did not lack any spiritual gift, yet they could not get along. They were having troubles. Well, you know maybe what that says? Hey, maybe you can take that and you can run with it and you can say that's a really bad thing. Or maybe you can take that to mean that there isn't a church on the face of the earth that is going to be immune from having people within it who are going to have struggles. what else they were incorrectly taking the lord's supper so when jerry came up here earlier and i really did i appreciated it because his imagery as he talked and then we partook of the most important item that we have when we worship together and you partake of the lord's supper these people at the corinthian church they were incorrectly taking the lord's supper they were having non-intelligible worship that what's that mean oh you're killing me what's that mean oh man i know you guys are like we got to be really quiet today okay well i want to call time out and i'll tell you why here it is i really don't want to talk about church at corinth today um i just simply wanted to bring that up because i think it's powerful i think it's powerful that the apostle paul says you're not lacking any gift hey you're a very gifted group of people I think he would say that. Honestly, I think if he came in today to the Mitchell Church of Christ, I think he would look around and I think he would say, you are a very gifted group of people. But you know what I don't think he would say? And you may kill the messenger here, but I don't think he would say you're perfect people. I don't think he would say that. And you know what else I think he would say? I think he would say, you know, I love you, but if if I stayed with you long enough, I could probably tell you things that you're doing real good, and I could probably tell you things that you need to improve on. Amen? But I want to call time out because I really don't want to continue to talk about them. I want to get back to gifts for a second, if you would. So, if you would, this is one of the last passages you're going to look at. You take your Bibles and flip over to Romans chapter 12. Take your Bibles, and and, and so you're going to go back, okay, you're going to go back. Alright, now if the Corinthian letter was a letter written to the Corinthian church, then Romans is a letter written to the church and the and some of the some of the Christian people in Rome all right so go to Romans chapter 12 and it is a second passage that talks about spiritual gifts but it's a little bit more of a Tim Day passage I think and I'll tell you why I mean that here in a minute go to Romans chapter 12 Romans chapter 12 and I want you to go to verse 3 and we're just going to read five verses so Romans chapter 12 starting with verse 3 It says, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. Now, pay attention here if you would. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function... So in Christ, we, though many, form one body. And each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts. According to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. By the way, my friends, I'm going to interrupt myself here for a second. I've never prophesied. Continue, if it is serving, then serve, I've been able to serve, if it is teaching, then teach, many of you in here have been able to teach, by the way, I'm going to tell you something right now, where's he at, where's Lester in here today, Lester, Lester, Lester did an excellent job last week, he did an excellent job, people that were in Sunday school class, do you agree, I don't care whether you agreed or disagreed with him, do you agree that he did an excellent job? Yeah? Yeah, I didn't decide. I'm not going to preface what they have to agree with you. I'm going to say, you did an excellent job teaching. I think you need to take a quarter on Wednesday nights. <laughs> Shameless plug. Continue. If it is to encourage, if it is to encourage, then give encouragement. Every single person in this room can encourage someone. And every single person in this room can discourage someone also. If it is giving, then give generously. I've heard Greg on more than one occasion. You know what? It doesn't matter if he's my brother. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because when, if, if he does something that I, that I find noteworthy, I don't care if he's my brother or not. I've heard him on more than one occasion come up here and thank the congregation for being such a giving congregation. You are a giving congregation. But I respect the fact that as a leader, he's cognizant of that. I respect the fact that he's thankful for that. He is encouraging you. That is a spiritual gift. And it is one that can be fostered. Because some of you weren't born. Loquacious. Listen, my papaw said, and my papaw did not like to talk. I like to talk, imagine that. My papaw said, Tim, you can talk until you have something to say. Now, think about that. I'm not sure that was a compliment. In fact, I'm pretty confident that it wasn't. Okay, that's not the point. The point is, some of you are quiet by nature. Listen, 99% of you in here are more quiet than me by nature. That does not mean that you cannot foster the ability to encourage other people. Because you can If it is, give, if it is in, to encourage, verse 8, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Now, I told you that Romans chapter 12 is probably a Tim Day kind of chapter because I want you to look up here at the screen if you would for a minute. All right, because I want you to consider something, okay? I want you to consider Romans chapter 12 versus the passage that you read in 1 Corinthians. And if you would, so just, I want you to consider this because I want to go back to the greater gifts comment. I want to go back to the idea of greater gifts. Is there such a thing as greater gifts? Well, look here. So in one passage, you had, you had the ability to heal. And then in the other passage, you had something like serving. In one passage, you had miraculous powers, whatever that means. I don't even know what that means. Does that mean the ability to walk on water? Does that mean the ability to heal? Does that mean the... I don't know what that means, but miraculous power sounds like a pretty great gift to me. Yeah? And then you also had, in one passage, you had speaking in tongues, which I have never done. My, now, my wife... She speaks in tongues a lot because I don't understand 90% of what she says. No, I'm kidding. I understand more than that. But it was funny because we, we got, almost got half got into an argument last night sitting in the car and we were both talking about the same thing, but we were saying it in a different way. Raise your hand if you've been there. Yeah, there you go. All right. So here it is. Okay, here it is. You have one passage that seemingly has what, what what might be considered to be great gifts. And then you have this other passage that has gifts that seem a little bit more plain Jane. Well, you know what? I'm okay with that. You want to know why? Because if you get me a gift wrapped in this, I'm just fine with it. In fact... I would probably gravitate to it. So that tells you something about me. I'm not the least bit fancy. I don't care about fancy. I like nice. Listen, to me, it's not the wrapping. It's not the wrapping. It's what's in the package. To me, it's not how the person looks. It's the heart of the person. Amen? The reality of this is, is that I'm going to, from my upbringing, I'm going to come closer to trusting the guy in overalls than I am the guy in the suit. I want you to read this if you would, and then you can decide whether you agree with me, or you can decide whether you disagree with me, and I'm okay either way. But I believe that even today there would be those who would differentiate among gifts. And I I would offer up that any gift that God has given you is a great gift. Now, I'm not going to argue with you. Listen, I'm not going to argue with you at all. I mean I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility. God can do whatever God chooses to do, and I am not going to limit God. So if anybody in here wants to limit God, that's okay. You can limit God. I'm not going to limit God. Do I believe that there might be a person that God has given the gift of healing to? Yes, I believe it's possible. Do I believe that it is possible in the year 2019 if God chose to rise up another prophet that he could do so? I think he can do whatever he chooses. I think God can give miraculous gifts whenever God chooses to. And I think God can have people... I think God can take ordinary people, and I think God can use them to do extraordinary things. And in fact, when God takes ordinary people and uses them to do extraordinary things, it seems to fit in with the rest of what he has taught us in Scripture. Now, so I think this is a juncture here. I want to throw something in, and I'm just going to throw it in. I'm going to throw it in tongues. If I don't speak in them, then have I received the Holy Spirit? Well, it's interesting because here's the thing, and we could preach a whole sermon on that, but I know for a fact there are some people that believe if you don't speak in tongues that you have not received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, okay, I, don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. I believe that the gift of the Holy Spirit is manifested in many different ways. Listen, the Apostle Paul in that same, listen please, that, the Apostle Paul in that same letter to the Corinthian church, you know what he said? He said, I'd rather have you speak five intelligible words than to speak 10,000 words in a tongue. Now, wait a minute, because people grab that. And the second people grab that, they say, well, then we can't speak in tongues. Listen, there's probably somebody speaking in tongues somewhere in this county today. Now, this may get me in trouble because you may totally disagree with me. But here you go. I'm not going to say whether you can or can't speak in tongues. But I'm going to, because, because, hey, it, you better be careful with that same passage because that same passage, the Apostle Paul also said, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than any of you. Now, you can't have it both ways. You can't have the abolition of tongues and then have a man who says, I'm thankful that I speak in tongues. You really need to go and you need to read the letter because when you read the letter, the letter was all about intelligible worship. He did not want a bunch of gibberish that nobody understood and that nobody benefited from. He wanted the speaking in tongues to be something that the congregation would be edified from. Now, I've never spoken in tongues, and maybe someone in here has, and I don't know, and I'm not going to look down on you, and I'm not going to tell you you were wrong, but I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you that in the Church of Christ, I've never heard anybody speak in tongues, and I'm going to go one step further, and I'm going to say, you do not need to speak in tongues to have received the gift of the Holy Spirit. You have received the gift of the Holy Spirit when it manifests itself in many different gifts however i would like to go back to the notion of greater because there was no doubt that the people in the corinthian church thought that some gifts were greater than others and i would say that even in the year 2019 i wouldn't be a bit surprised but what some people didn't think that some gifts were greater than others hey is martha's gift greater because it's bigger or is the gift that someone is going to receive here in a bit is it greater because it's in a better package? I don't know. How do you look at it? I've always felt that at church I should wear my Sunday clothes. And it's funny because when we were kids growing up, we had our church clothes and our Sunday clothes. And I remember we'd come home and we'd take off our church clothes. And I remember, Dad, and I remember I'm going to throw this out there because it, it drove me crazy and I hated it. He'd say, go put your Sunday. Well, Dad, can I put them up later? Put them up Now. Okay, now wait, because you want to know the funny thing? Because now the very first thing I do when I go home is I put up my Sunday clothes because I don't want to have to do it later. Okay, but my point is, what if I stood up here and I didn't have on my Sunday clothes? What if I didn't have on a tie? Is it the packaging or is it the message? Is it what's in the man's heart or the woman's heart? Is it what's in the man or woman's heart or is it the way they look? Or is it the polished way in which they deliver it? I tend to think that God has gifted us, and I tend to think that he expects us to use our gifts, and I intend to think that the more improbable it is, the more probable that it is probably from God. Now, ha <laughs> This tells you something about me, too, because I'm putting my sermon together the other night, and as I'm putting my sermon together the other night, this is last Monday night, I'm sitting in the office, and as I'm putting it together, I'm looking for a picture. I, I, I looked up, uh, I wanted a picture of a of a, of a gift that was like, you know not not nicely wrapped right so I come across this picture and I don't know how well you can see it But this picture is a picture of a person who ran out of wrapping paper So they tore something out of the paper and they wrapped it with duct tape and then right in the middle They're pretty little they pretty uh, uh, gift. It says four cheese manicotti Now that may not strike you as funny and you may say Tim you're weird But I sat there at my desk and cackled for about 10 minutes yeah? Because you know why? Because I'm thinking that's exactly the same thing I would have done. And not only is it the exact same thing I would have done, but you know what? It's, it's a person who says it's not the wrapping of this. It's not the wrapping. It's what's inside. It's not the wrapping. It's what's inside. So Martha. Come up, Martha. Come on. You have to come up. I may be fired now, but here we go. Oh, by the way, who has, do you have a pocket knife? Okay. You have scissors. I have one. I take after Gary, you just travel around with scissors. Okay, come on. Well, because it dawned on me that I actually used packing tape on yours. Now, the real funny thing about this is I want to have a little obviously, you know, me, and I like I don't think there's anything wrong with having a little fun while we are reverent at the same time. But what's really going to be funny is if she even recognizes why she's getting what she's getting. So we're going to judge by the We got right here because David can't see you. And by the way, look at David Fields today. You want to talk about a package. He's the one that ought to be preaching. All right. Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) I didn't say they were big scissors. (laughs) They are not going to take these from you at the airport. They're going to feel sorry for you. They took them. They did. All right. Okay, see, I can get right under here. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll wait a second before I point out the little birdie. Okay. Are you one of these people that when you unwrap your packages, you save the paper? Do I have to answer that? She does, doesn't she? They all You and Gary Holmes are in the, now, you know what, that plays in even better to what you're about to get, now that I know you're a member of the Thrifty Club. You don't say cheap or? No, I'll say, I'll say Thrifty. Okay. You know, I have a 45 minute time limit. (laughs) Well, who wrapped (laughs) it? (laughs) (laughs) What? I remember asking. Well, I remember you saying I have what scissors. If, what if I go this way? Does that work? That'll yeah. work. Oh, yeah, there we go. It's take me forever but to you're me. welcome to save the dog food sack. What's your fingers. Ooh. Does it smell like dog food? It does. That's why it's also in another. You know, I'm really not a dog food. Well, person. that's why I put it in another sack too. Okay. 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 I no, you, you, I oh, don't no, think you I can. Am. Mental note: next year, do not use dog food sack. <laughs> They're hefty, aren't they? All not alright you ready? I'm ready. Go ahead, open it up. <laughs> Go ahead, open it up. <laughs> bounties <laughs> Here, show on. Now, would you like to tell everybody why you got bounty? You well, thrifty. Thrifty? You Hey, 6 equals 12. They're hefty. Hey, I thrifty. don't spare no expense for you. You don't. You're your dear man. Um, I don't buy bounty. Why no. why why do you not buy bounty? They're too expensive. <laughs> Give her a nice little warm round of applause. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, now, I have you in mind. <clears throat> now, here it is. I'm not going to put you on the spot, but you want to know, I know something about this young lady. A- and, and many of the, here you have to turn around and face the crowd, I know it's the same thing I look at every Sunday. Yeah, I know, it's scary. <laughs> All right, so here it is. You want to know something I appreciate about you? Uh, every Sunday, you're, you're locked in, and you pay attention, and you participate, and you smile, and you laugh, and you have fun while you learn at the same time, don't you? Yeah, and I appreciate that about you. Okay, now, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but here's what I am going to say. You know that in the sermon, I've been kind of talking about gifts, right? And I've been kind of talking about how gifts are packaged, right? And sort of the idea that Jesus, and according to the scripture, had nothing that we would desire or, right? Okay. So, so what I thought about doing was asking you, due to the sermon, which gift you thought it might be the wisest to choose. Yeah? Okay. But I'm not going to give you that choice. I'm gonna give you the fanciest one. Oh, no, yeah, you need to open it. All right, let me help you. All right, now, fancy wrapping, wasn't it? Yes. And I had someone your age in mind when I when I purchased this gift, okay? All right. Jeez, Jamie. All right, you ready? Now you got to show everybody what you got. Oh, by the way, I want to see your face too. What'd you get? You got an onion. In a bag of beans! <laughs> can, my, can your mom make cornbread? Hey, uh, wasn't that on your Christmas list? <laughs> you take this one with you, too. Go. Hey, now, I don't know, Is uh, now nah, he's not here today. I'm telling you, if, if, Keith, if, hey, if Keith Dillman was here, you might get a little money out of that onion and beans. Well, okay, here it is, and I think you're smart people, so what's the point? Come on, what's the point? We can have fun, and, but, but, but at the same time, does your gift have to be wrapped in some kind of fancy package? Come on, guys. Does it have to be wrapped in some kind of fancy package? Yeah or nay? Well, now, wait a minute. Hey, come on. Does the possessor of the gift have to be a fancy package? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. He had no beauty or majesty that we should be attracted to him. There was nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and afflicted by men. Yet he carried that cross until he couldn't carry it anymore. He took that beating... And he allowed those nails to be driven through his hand. And when they spit on him, and when they ridiculed him, and when they mocked him, his words were, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. What a gift. What a gift. Read this if you would. I'm almost done. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify The things that are, so that no one may boast before him. Look up here, if you would, very quickly. Look at this list of gifts prophesying, serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, leading, and showing mercy. How many of these gifts, seriously, you know, and you know me, and you know I like the number seven. You know the number uh, seven is biblical perfection, and I certainly didn't list them all. But when you list, look at that list of seven, seriously, when you look at that list of seven and you see prophesying, serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, leading, and showing mercy, how many of those things could all of us do? How many of those things could all of us do? Could all of us serve? If so, give me an amen. amen. Could all of us teach? Amen. You don't have to stand up in front to teach. You don't have to stand up in front to teach. Some of you, especially you grandparents in here, you have been marvelous teachers to your grandchildren. And some of you in here have taught a lot of people, and you have taught them by example. You have, you have given one of the most powerful items of all, and it isn't necessarily your words. It's your example. It's your life. Look at number, number four. Could you encourage? Can every, single body, can every single person in here encourage someone else? Is it possible for every single one of us to give somebody a pat on the back? Is it possible for every single one of us to say, you're doing a good job? Amen. Thank you. Amen. Can we give? Can we lead? Can we show mercy? I think that's what Tom was suggesting today. Because the reality of this is, is when we read about these people, what do we say about them? Now, is that all? Remember how Bugs Bunny used to go at the end da 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 that's all folks? Is that the only is that the only gifts that anybody can have? I think not. I think not. I think there are many spiritual gifts. I think, and I want to go on record, and I'm going to say something right now, and it's funny because I had no idea what Greg was going to talk about in class today, but I want to go on record for my own personal self, and I want to go on record right now as saying, and I just want you all to understand where I'm at with it. I want you to understand that I believe that God pours out his spirit on all people. He pours out his spirit on men, and he pours out his spirit on women, and he gives spiritual gifts to men, and he gives spiritual gifts to women, and he does not differentiate and I want to go on record as saying that when he gives a gift, I believe he expects that gift to be utilized. And when the Apostle Paul says that there is no longer slave, there is no longer Jew, there is no longer Greek, there is no longer male, there is no longer female. He is saying exactly that. He is saying that, in my opinion, I have poured my spirit out on you. Now use it. Regardless of your gender. Now, I'm going to throw out a couple real quick tidbits and then I'm going to quit, so here we go. Here's tidbit number one. Success is the sum of small efforts repeated day in and day out. Read that again because it's deep. It doesn't seem deep, but when you read it, it's really deep. Success is the sum of small efforts repeated day in and day out. If I go to work every day, If I go to work every day and you are friendly and loving and encouraging to me, you've made a huge difference in my life. You didn't heal me. You didn't speak in tongues. Hey, look, maybe you didn't have a greater gift. I think you got a pretty great gift because you just made my life better. ask now listen and i'm not gonna i could i could go for a while on this too but i'm not here's all i'm gonna say the apostle paul plainly said desire the greater gifts hey he plainly said desire the greater gifts he plainly said desire the greater gifts (sighs) my phone dings the other day and this is a poor example but it's the first one that popped into my mind so my phone dings I open up my phone, it's a text from Braxton, and it it says, Dad, I found two hats I would like to have for Christmas. Conveniently, with pictures. And the website you could go to to order them. There you go. He might have got one. Maybe not, you never know. Hey, here's the thing. Ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. I don't know how we're supposed to get anything we don't ask for. You are a child of God. Ask. God may never give you the ability to heal another living human being. I don't know. But God can certainly give you the ability to be encouraging, God can certainly help you foster. Your gifts, and if we don't believe that, I don't know why we're here. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, and then share them. Life is too short not to share your gifts. Your life is like a vapor. Come on, we read about that last week in Sharon's, po- in Sharon's poem. Your life is like a vapor, it appears for a short while and then vanishes away. How are you using your vapor? And I may be still wet behind the ears, as old Scott Norman would say, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm old enough to realize a few things, and I'm old enough to realize that I don't know where the last 23 years went. I don't know where they went. I don't know where the last 19 years went. And I'm not d- ignoring you, you're just the youngest. <laughs> I don't know where the last 20 years went. Excuse me. Well, I don't know where the last, yeah, okay. I don't know where the last 30 went. And I want to say thank you. And this is how I want to close. Hey. Listen, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to do the best I can every Sunday. I'm going to do the best I can to be honest. I'm going to do the best I can to love you. I'm going to do the best I can to minister to you. I've been here for a year, because really this would be about a year. And, you know, hey, hey, it's never going, to be, never going to be church according to Tim Day. It's probably never going to be church according to you. We're all going to have to work together, and we're going to have to give and take a little bit if we're going to make this what it can be. But here's what I'm going to say. There are people in this room that are extremely gifted, and there are people in this room that have already enriched my life, and I've only been here for a year, and I'm already thankful that you're in my life. And at some level, isn't that what this is about? Huh? Isn't it about your church family? Well, I'll wash your feet any day. I prefer no painted toenails next time. I love you, brother. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for letting us be here. And I thank you, Heavenly Father, that you have gifted us. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that you give us gifts that we can aspire to. I'm I'm thankful, Heavenly Father, that you teach us that it's not the wrapping. It's what's in the woman's heart. It's what's in the man's heart. It's what's in the child's heart. The wrapping didn't have a doggone thing to do with it. I'm thankful, Heavenly Father, that you tell us that, that, that you will gift us and you will help us navigate this life and walk through this world And that you will help us help one another. Help us to ask. Help us to seek. Help us to pursue. And help us to share. I thank you, Lord, and I love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.